Right, let's just get started with this shit show and see where we end up, eh? Sunji, hi there, and welcome to yet another edition of the Topical City Podcast. I'm your host today, and I know what you're thinking, it should be James, but we've got some exciting news for the Topical City Podcast, and that's that me and Cameron have broken away to form our own Etihad Super League. <laughs> And it'll just be uh, us two are the mainstays. James is just no longer invited on at all. And we'll kind of just recycle new people in and out. We'll, we're gracious enough to allow other people to actually appear in our Super League every now and then if we want. And today we're joined by a new Etty lad. We've got Daniel Smith. How are you, mate? Yeah, I think in the concepts of a Super League, I'm very much the ringer of the group. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Definitely not the Arsenal or Tottenham. Of the, <laughs> of the equation. I think I'm the uh, uh, maybe an AC Milan. I, I had some moments of glory years and years and years ago. <laughs> you know, largely. <laughs> well, largely just so you just now. so you're aware of the hierarchy, I'm the president, and you guys can just be the vice presidents for now. Charlie, <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take street rat. I'll take street rat. Shut up, street rat. <laughs> If you got any objections to it, I'll just break away again and form my own solo Super League. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, James isn't here because he's out celebrating the European Super League news. Uh, he was delighted. You should see him pop off in our WhatsApp in group our chat. chat. He's like, this is only good news for Manchester City. And Finally, the scum won't be able to go to the games anymore. That word verbatim is what he said. <laughs> So what becomes oh, a ticket at this point? <laughs> well, 100%. I was like, do I ring up City today and just like say cancel my membership as like a statement or do I wait and see how things pan out and then I can always play that card later. I genuinely thought about doing that today, but I uh, I backed out at the last minute. I, I, we'll, we'll get into that in just a second anyway. Just looking at the former Etihad's table, uh, we've Definitely got looking myself. at the right one this time. Well, I was going to say, actually, Cam, I'm not sure because you didn't post a new one up on Twitter after it's, the Chelsea game. And I presume it's because nothing changed. Absolutely nothing changed for the first time ever. So I thought, and especially because we went out, I was like, what is the fucking point? Well, we'll if we get time, we will review that. But basically, our whole agenda is just going to go out the window. I had a, a couple of different things planned, but... We're going to just remove all of that. So briefly, just to go through the Etihad Sabre, you've got myself at the top with two points, followed by James on minus one and Cameron on minus two. So Dan, in your debut appearance, you're already beating out <laughs> Cameron by joining in on <laughs> zero points. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Which is know. great. I still think that I should be uh, contributing or taking away from James's overall score. And to be honest, it would likely be the latter. Well, that was my idea and I got shot down. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I was I was on board for that. I didn't want the... Uh, but uh, James, apparently, no seems faith like the in Super me and probably very wise. Seems like the Super League was starting behind my back as well, but... <laughs> I think I should I I, briefly give my credentials, by the way. like I've never played the game. My analysis is essentially moot, and my only real expertise is playing FIFA on semi-pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, wow, well, semi-pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Better than me, well, man. <laughs> the word pro's in there. That's true. That is true. <laughs> we, we, we did get another fine question. Uh, question from Nick Bentley, who asked us, are we going to win the quadruple? Yes. Which... Uh, <laughs> are you including in the, the European Nick. Super League? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, eventually? <laughs> Maybe. So that, <laughs> that just completely, yeah, as I said, go that question goes out the window along with everything else. Because, we, no, Nick, we're not going to win the quadruple <laughs> because... Are we even of, eligible uh, after recent news? That's what we do. We don't even know that anymore. Might not even be nope. eligible for a single. 
Well, it would have been mad anyway, because we didn't win the Community Shield and we all know that that's the most important trophy to win it in any season, so... I'm amazed that people haven't been banging on about the quintuple, actually. Like, why, why wasn't that the goal? <laughs> oh, if City would have, if we'd won it. The, the yeah, next well, day would have been quintuple, <laughs> straight away. They'd have included EPL2, uh, the, the Women's <laughs> Super League. They'd have thrown everything in there. You'd have had to, <laughs> every staff and... member po- posing in front of every trophy we've ever won. Just gonna, I'm just going to say, if it, if it came to it, I would fully endorse and support that decision. <laughs> <laughs> so let's address the elephant in the room anyway. So agenda's I, out the window. We're going to be talking... Oh, sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh... <laughs> Didn't mean to trigger you there, mate. The European Super League is happening. So City have released a statement on their website saying 12 of Europe's leading football clubs have today come together, obviously this was yesterday, to announce that they have agreed to establish a new midweek competition, the Super League, governed by its founding clubs, which is a cabal of 12 clubs across three different leagues. You've got Serie A, the Premier League and La Liga. Presumably there was a bit more space in there. It would have been 15, but... It's been confirmed that Dortmund and Munich basically told everybody to go and do one. And the suspicion kind of is that PSG would have been the other one, but obviously Qatar have got the World Cup in 2022, which probably explains why they've not thrown their hat in the ring just yet that they might do down the line. Who knows? So what did you guys think of it yesterday when the news started to trickle through? Um. I'll be honest, I, I didn't understand the full ramifications of it today. In, in my head, it was just the positive side of fuck you, for beyond belief. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it take our ball and make our own league. But just thinking about it, just so many more negatives come to mind. Don't they? There's just no, there's two positives. It's fuck you, for and just how red Javier Tebas must be going in, in La Liga that the only three clubs keeping his league relevant are planning to to sack it off. Um, but there's literally no other positives to it. Is it? It's just ridiculous. There's nothing that can be said that hasn't been plastered all over Twitter today. And it's just, this is the worst idea anybody's ever had. It's difficult uh, as well, just because this has been a proposition by, like, uh, well, theorised by a few sort of conspiracy type theorists of like, this is the problem with allowing new money into, into leagues. Eventually they'll do this sort of, splinter league or whatever and it's finally coming to fruition and i think it's the first time actually um since um mansoor took over uh ownership of city where i can really say like my emotional response is it's the first time that i really feel like he's we've been let down by the ownership i mean there's been a lot of mudslinging at city and and i you know i think we all have kind of defended and, and, you know, let to look at the development in Manchester, you know, et cetera, et cetera. This, this feels like a really uh, cynical and, and sort of greed influenced step that doesn't take fans into consideration and doesn't appear to care, to be honest. Yeah. Was there anything better than that couple of hours where we were the good guys though? <laughs> Where we were just, oh. we were the guys going, oh, we're not signing up to this. And, and then I text you saying, at least we're the good guys. And then James was just like, oh, actually, uh, no, we're just as bad as everybody else. So, why do you think it was initially reported that five Premier League clubs had signed up to it and City wasn't one of them? The, the rumor was that we only signed up after we went out of the cup, right? Like everybody else had already pretty much gone for it. And we were a bit hesitant as whether that's truthful or not. But the rumour was we'd only decided to go in after everybody else for fear of getting left behind. But I was saying, uh, I was talking to somebody about it, I just thought, at what point are the optics better than the than this Super League that's going to go tits up? Like, is it not better that after being the team that have cheated UEFA and cheated football for 10 years, that we're the one team that decides to stay out of it? Is that is that not worth the good publicity as opposed to money that we don't really need. 
it's just hard to even know where, where to start with it. Because the fact of the matter is when we'll never be, I, I, I maybe I'm being too fatalistic, but I, I sincerely doubt we'd ever really be embraced by UEFA. I think it, it would only be reluctantly and with a kind of sneering edge. And the owners are probably, yeah, they're looking at the window of opportunity closing. Do you think that basically City, the optics wouldn't have been ever good for City because they're never good for City. If City were one of the teams that were just, that didn't sign up to it, all that you'd be seeing from these troll football accounts on Twitter would be Manchester City aren't good enough to make a Super League and Arsenal and Spurs are. (laughs) I think that maybe it would have been seen in a kind of more of a positive light for... (laughs) If Manchester City were left behind, I think so with that this it would have been wholly accepted if City were involved. <laughs> it feels like it could it have been. Yeah, yeah. Leave City in that Farmers League, uh, and everyone else can go at the the Super League. I did. It was it. that little tinfoil hat moment from me that where I did wonder that actually, like, are we are we what make it bad? Look at City corrupting these wonderful. And stalwarts of the Premier League. Having said that, PSG are getting the praises down that I've seen on Twitter. And we're in the same boat. Apart from the willful hatred of English fans, we're in the same sort of boat as PSG most of the time. Oil club ruining football. So and I've actually seen a lot of rushed. City fans taking shots at PSG, saying that, well, pretty much like I did at the beginning, where I was like, PSG aren't one of them, but you've got to assume that it's because of Qatar and the 2022 World Cup. Like, there's that caveat to it. So maybe it was the same with um, people who think the same about City. Like, oh, City haven't signed up, but then they're only doing it until they win the Premier League and then they're going <laughs> to turn heel and, <laughs> and oh, join the Super heel. League. That's the Richard Wrestling count going up there. It would be amazing, <laughs> actually, if as we lifted the trophy, it goes... <laughs> they lead us on the, on the European Super League I might even respect that begrudgingly <laughs> it's even got a terrible name man like it's not it's only like what is it three countries at the minute from Europe is it it's bullshit isn't it like that that's immediately what I thought of like there's no Portuguese sides there's no there's no French I, I didn't know what the situation was with it. Are you saying that Bayern and Dortmund are just flat out rejected? The, the 50 plus one rule is making it very difficult for anybody that would even want to. Because um, yeah. fans will obviously immediately vote against it. So they're, they're pretty safe because the fans will never go for it. That's why I, I saw the government was lobbying for a 50 plus one rule in England on our clubs. Yeah. Um, so... I think that's why they're not doing it also because there's nobody in that league anyway um, other than Bayern and Dortmund. So it's it's just one of them. They just don't have the power behind them to do it. Yeah, I did I did wonder if it was the fan model that was stopping it because I have to assume that Bayern probably would look for some way around that if, if at all possible. And who knows, they, they, they may well be doing. But... Um... Yeah, the the missing missing Portugal. I mean, I'm not saying that there's there's Portuguese sides that um, are, are like global superpowers and or anything, but you want those people in there, and that's even like your Shakhtar's and your. Uh, we don't need to play Shakhtar anymore. Than we I was going to say, and and and, and, yeah, and yeah. Ajax oh, and teams yeah. like that, because I think. Yeah. That a huge miss and it's it's one of it's one of the best parts of the the champions league is actually seeing these sort of quote-unquote lesser sides and i I say lesser it's probably unfair but you know i mean it's interesting getting to see those places especially for fans who are looking to travel and see new places i think the it's welcome to have a, a new prospect Dan, we were literally just saying the other day that wouldn't it be good to do a Champions League away day, like when yeah. fans are allowed back in stadiums and it's taken away from us like immediately. That Because I'm not even sure how this would all work. So basically there's, there's 15 teams that would be guaranteed to play in the Super League regardless. And then they'd kind of rotate in five teams based on quote unquote merit each time but that criteria has obviously not been set up yet 
did they play each other twice home and away (laughs) yeah yeah exactly did did they play each other twice home and away is that another 38 games added to a season the rules I saw they split the league into two teams two groups of 10 god knows how but they split them into two groups of 10 they play each other in a mini league and then the last four weeks of the season the top three teams of each side of the league play off against each other in a knockout tournament uh, right, I, I and that, that silence that silence is just exactly what you expect. Is it, it sounds stupid? It's it's, so again, it's, it's like a Western and Eastern Conference, like in it's uh, NFC yeah. versus AFC, yeah. isn't it? It's that's essentially uh, sorry. Oh, the MLS. It, it specifically, yeah. it's more like the MLS where they have yeah. their Western and Eastern Conference and M- an MLS Cup at the end. Uh, and speaking of the American leagues, the funniest thing I find is that people who run our neighbours into debt are the people who are in charge of it and it's supposed to be the biggest financial boon of all time does anybody trust them with anything football related it's ridiculous no and do, do, so if I, do you have away days like are we going to go away to yeah i think you play expecting home and away fans? in your tent and that, so are they expecting thing, fans yeah. to shell out money for flights and tickets yeah. to these away days like it, it's the champions league is bad enough, but obviously you 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 don't have to go. And there, this European Super League, it like you said, can the optics are fucking terrible to say the least. And then they're expecting fans to shell out more money to go overseas to watch these games as well. To be honest, I think that a lot of it is is less about the actual life thing. I think they're realizing that. The, the, te- the television rights are where such a huge amount of money is. So they'll look at television distribution deals and probably, I would have to imagine, because it's a new league, so it'll have different things, they'll probably try to look at sort of uh, digital content distribution. So like you have NFL Game Pass and things like that where things are exclusively online. I, I reckon they'll probably try to cater to an online global market because they realize the potential, particularly if, if everything goes right and, and they get to hold on to the big name stars, you, 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 there's such a mass appeal to watching those players play. And if they can package it well and they can sell it as this elite competition, they know that there's so much money to be made there. And as we've already found, clubs of that sort of stature, the the Ticket office sales are just a, a drop in the bucket, really, of, of the overall revenues. So I, I don't know that that's actually a big concern to them. And, and ultimately, as well, football fans are fickle. So if it, gets, if it all goes ahead, they'll bank on, they'll get over it and they'll just embrace it because what's the alternative? Yeah, I said on the WhatsApp chat before that, maybe one of the if you're looking for positives in this maybe one of the things is that maybe ticket prices are a lot lower because they need basically to try and get people on side with the whole concept maybe it's only like 15 20 quid a ticket for anybody to make sure that they get the stadiums fill up and you are right Dan like football fans are fickle but it's really difficult to talk about because it's it's just fucking disgusting, really, the whole concept of it. And I'm having a difficult time with it because you don't even know where that leaves the rest of the season. But we'll get onto that in a little bit. We've kind of hit on two of the big things in this already. It's an American model that's based on greed, anti-competitiveness, just a money-generating exercise for them, and that they haven't taken fans into consideration with it at all. Yeah. So I just I wanted to talk about that specifically the fan bit because that that's the big thing it is it's taken away from the fans. Um, there's three main reasons for that that I've seen and I'm interested to know what you guys think as well. The first one is is tied into obviously the the big games of the season are now away in Italy or Spain. You can't get there um, as a as a season ticket going fan or as a regular fan or you know we can't pop to the occasional cheap game. In, in, yeah. in Amsterdam or wherever it ends up being. Um, the second one is to do with the TV rights. I don't know if you saw, but they're exclusively talking about selling the TV rights to Saudi Arabian 
networks and the US networks. So where that leaves fans watching it in the countries where they come from is up in the air. God knows where that's going. Uh, it's it's just so the kickoff the times are basically just ridiculous, aren't they? Then because if you cater in specifically to a mid Middle Eastern audience and a North American audience, or that's who your target market is, then the kickoff times are going to be all over the show. So it might not even work for, and if it's a midweek game and people are at work anyway, it might not work where anybody can fucking attend the matches. Or they're not even played at the Etihad or the Bernabeu or anything like that. Maybe they played in these stadiums that slaves have built for Qatar for the World Cup. And then the third thing that I saw is... Obviously, um, somebody, a, a PR board member of some club um, has already said um, that if, if you get put in this league, Premier League's second, uh, second priority. So you're taking away from the fans in the Premier League games because they're not going to see the first team anymore. The first team's going to play these European Super League games. So it's going to be your Ben Mendes and your, <laughs> and your second string players that you're, got, you're getting to pay to see every week at the Etihad. So it, it, there's just absolutely no upside as a at least a, a working class to middle class fan. There's, there's no upside to this at all, other than uh, Javier Tebas is getting really upset in his villa somewhere, but that's it. <laughs> I don't know if that's even enough for me though, mate. I, I it's mean, pretty good though. I enjoy the laugh, yeah, but I think that it's a laugh that will wear thin pretty quickly in in comparison to this. You were saying, Cam, that they might not, like, obviously he would be pissed, but none of the plans are to curb off the domestic leagues. No, so no, the they, plan they, currently is to play yeah. simultaneously, like Premier League games, weekend, but one of the one of the specific board members, you know, it's an unnamed source, so God knows. But their specific thing was the clubs are going all in on this because they know how much of a backlash it is anyway, so they're going all in on it. And that's where you're going to see the strongest teams is playing against those teams. And then the Premier League is, is purely secondary. It's like it's like the um, the FA Cup. You know, it's, it's the second trophy you want to win. Mm. Um, which I've always been... I prefer winning the Premier League more often than, than winning the Champions League. Like, I would prefer we just dominate the Premier League over and over again. Because I think that's a more a better accomplishment. It's over a longer time. And that affects me in that we're just probably going to put that on the back burner from now on to try and win the European Super League. And it's like, who gives a shit? It's as well that you've got this, 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 this tournament that's been put together. So there isn't any emotional investment to it. And there's also this idea that founding clubs just have just no threat of anything. There's no, the spirit of, and I'm sorry, this is a bit of a, a cliche, but it's one that you keep hearing, but it, it's a good point. The spirit of competition is completely voided in, in an instance whereby you, you literally can't be undone. You're a founding member, so you're always going to be there. Look, the, the likelihood is if we keep going as we're going, we won't face relegation from the Premier League again. Touch wood. But um, <laughs> at least there's the potential for it there. And that makes things more exciting. It it, it, it just gives credit to, to the, the, the tournament, the competition. Mm. And without it, I don't know how stressed you can really get. Don't know how invested you could you could really get. And again, I just think it's just a really lousy move, and it's the first time I feel properly let down by our uh, our owners. The only comparable emotional response I can I've got for it is when the UEFA ban was announced, and it's just one of those things that knocks you back so much that you like right, I can't believe this, so I'm just, I can't process this in the moment. And then obviously, as, as more time goes on, the repercussions that from that start to be announced, oh, well, there's an investigation from the Premier League, there's an investigation from the FA. City could have title strips, they could be docked points in the season, they might not make the Champions League anyway, whether they be the two-year ban or not. And it's the exact same situation with this. The, the more time goes on already, it's only been like, what, 24 hours or a bit more yeah. when we're recording yeah. this. 
and it's just a shit show. More and more stuff keeps coming out. So the 14 other Premier League teams have got a meeting tomorrow. So shit's obviously going to go down there. Their good knives are going to be out. It's a proper, you know, I mean, I don't want to be, situation. I don't, I don't want to be too uh, judgmental, but Sheffield United aren't even really a Premier League team anymore. <laughs> so should we just, is Norwich just going to pop round? <laughs> to to well, be honest, I'm, I'm sort of in the position where if they're going to do it, we probably, we as the fans don't deserve it. Like we don't deserve to have football taken away from us and then having our Premier League this season taken away from us as well. But yeah, all of you, all of need, the emotional the investment that we've put place. in as fans yeah. is is gone, isn't it? So like when we're there lamenting the loss of in the FA Cup to Chelsea just days ago, all of that is meaningless because we might play in no domestic competitions going forward because the rumour is that the Premier League are talking about and the league are talking about promoting six teams from the championship into the Premier League. And, you know, so the assumption you would make is that the six teams that are going to play in the Super League are being told to fucking jog on because whether or not the the intentions are to play the Super League and the Premier League side by side simultaneously in a season, if these six teams are just massively enriched by all of the things that we've talked about already from the Super League taking place, it distorts the competition even more so than it already has been. For, for as much as people like to bang on about how distorted it is at the minute, Tottenham and fucking Arsenal aren't in the top six at the minute. You've got Leicester and West Ham that are in there and that are fighting for Champions League football. So you can say goodbye to any of that for future seasons. And even if they did break into the top four, does it mean anything anymore if the other teams aren't in a Champions League competition? I know there was no question posed there. I was just thinking were, but... how, how positively mind-numbing it would be to for your only English opposition every year properly to beat Tottenham and Arsenal. Oh, my God. It almost doesn't bear fucking thinking about it. Do, do playing an English team, does that, will that count as a derby <laughs> in, the, in the future? I guess so. Yeah. They play in the England derby and it's fucking Manchester City versus Arsenal. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. The, so let's talk a bit about, let's, let's trash some of these clubs that are actually considered to be European elites. Let's start off with two English teams, one of whom have sacked the manager today because they're in that much of a shit situation. I don't think it's a coincidence that they see the the pound marks rolling through their eyes and then suddenly they've got enough money to tell Mourinho to get on a plane and fuck back off to Portugal. Well, on this point, I, I do have to say, I cannot wait for the uh, for the sort of press media circus from Mourinho saying he was sacked because he objected to the plans to go into it. And so we get good guy Mourinho out on the, on the show. <laughs> I'm so I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> it's genius for Daniel Levy because he's going to get that new manager bounce. Uh, just well, that's, the and that's what I was, I'd written that down as it, thinking that we were going to actually talk about upcoming matches, and I just don't see it happening at all. But yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I, uh, just to talk about Mourinho, like it was the most obvious bad appointment of, of oh, all time. Wasn't it? Like, even when he got appointed. Nobody was saying this is a, a good idea. But having said that, he got them to a cup final. Uh, so the, the, the moral of the story is Fucking if you get Tottenham to a cup final, you are sacked. You're gone. No, no chance. <laughs> can't, can't stay in the job being successful and getting to a cup final. Josie, it's unsustainable. We can't have him expecting this every year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tottenham, trash club that have won a league in, in 50 years, 60 years. Haven't won a league in sixty years. Apparently, worthy of being in the European Super League. Uh, yeah, it they was got next that big, nice stadium, haven't they? That's true. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Have Arsenal uh, ever won a European Cup? 
because we know Arsenal have never won the Champions League, but I don't know if they've ever won a European Cup. They haven't won the Premier League since 2004. They're not even in the top, are they even in the top half of the table at the minute? They're not in the top six. So I don't know how they are still um, possibly find, perceived as a European elite. You'll find they won the Europa League quite recently, right? Did they? Did they? No, no, they just no, got to Chelsea a final. Did. No, they got to the final, yeah. They got to a final, so you know they're they're, they're all right as well. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they somebody at the European Super League also thought they won a Europa League recently. <laughs> uh, got the invite based off that. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you got anything to do with the Super League? It sounds a bit like you're involved. <laughs> if I was involved, all of them would be built a new stand. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Jesus Christ. Well, this might become the Oldham Athletic podcast as time goes by. We'll have to wait and see. Come on, Shadow. Price, though. The 409 <laughs> podcast Good. where we just discuss exclusively Rochdale and Oldham happenings. If, we, if we're talking about <laughs> trash clubs, can we go to the Italian ones now where the same clubs won the league for the last 10 years? And apparently there's yes. more than one club worthy of being in the Super League. There's two from the same bloody city, like ours. <laughs> you got Juventus, yeah, AC Milan and Inter Milan. AC Milan, who haven't come close to winning anything for over a decade. No, but they, they've got that nice nostalgia factor, haven't they? They've got a like nice you, kit. Yeah. <laughs> bit like uh, Arsenal in ours. You know, they bring the nostalgia. <laughs> you were good. You still banking on that invincible season, Arsenal. AC Milan have that sort of 90s hipster uh, vibe going on. So Dortmund and Munich have told them to fuck off. But PSG, we can presume, have, have done the same thing for now. If the rumoured mill is running that City and Chelsea have kind of been strong-armed into this, a fear of being left behind, obviously that's not a, an acceptable excuse to let City off the hook. Do you think there's any legitimate legitimacy to that? And do you think that if Chelsea and City took any sort of stand, that things might have gone differently and that this might not have been announced at all? No, I don't. I, I think as much as we are like Khaldun, if there's one thing he's, he's good at is recognising opportunity and recognising what's the best way forward in a very specific financial way otherwise the City Football Group wouldn't be as big as it is so I fully think Caldoon's been on board this whole time because of the financial benefit again that that PL board member was saying today um, their first job is it reminded me of that John Oliver sketch you know when he goes to Australia and they're talking about gun control Um, Mm. and the the guy the senator goes um, well the senator's first job is to get re-elected and then the second job is to serve his constituents. And then John Oliver was like, wait, really? And he's like, uh, no, the other way around. Yeah, no, the, the PL board <laughs> member was saying the first job is to, to create revenue and, and make the club as financially successful as can. The second job is the second thing is to the fans. And as much as we are like Caldoon, I know for a fact he'll be chasing that money for the, for the City Football Group. So I don't think we were strong-armed at all. I think, I think we were just waiting to see maybe how it would be received by all the other clubs. And then maybe they just said, look, you either in or you're out. And we were, you know, strong hand in that sense, but I don't think it would have took much doing. Do you think any differently, Dan? No, no, I'm I'm pretty much of the opinion that the only obligation is to the board members. So it's about increasing revenue streams year on year on year on year. And if, if they've got a, good belief that 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 will happen by forming this European Super League, then that's what they'll do. I think it's easy to forget as well that City have got heavy investment from America as well in Silver Lake. And, you know, we we can criticise the American model of Manchester United and Liverpool and quite rightly and, and where all that greed comes from, vulture capitalism. But ultimately... You know, I think it says everything that on City's website, they've got a quote from Joel Glazer explaining the concepts of the Super League and, and why the teams are deciding to go for it. So pretty fucking shocking. 
So right now, the government is saying that they're going to do whatever they can to prevent this from going ahead, or at least in its current form. You know, you, you mentioned before, Cam, that they were looking to do the uh, 50 plus one thing like in Germany. The horse is pretty much bolted with that, though, hasn't it? Like, that's not going to yeah, do not now. I don't see how you're going to force Mansoor to give up, you know, a majority share of the club. I don't see how you can legally do that. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, in case you didn't know, but I, I don't, I, I don't know how you could force him to give that up, um, especially so quickly as to stop the Super League from being founded because they want to do it in four months. Um, I liked. I tell you what, I did like. There was there was one solution that I thought would work, depending on the sort of player you're talking about. Um, you know, Seferin from UEFA. Mm. His solution at the moment seems to be. They're going to try and get players banned from playing for the national team if they play in the Super League. Yeah. And with some players, playing for your country is a big thing, Like especially with some countries as well. Like City-wise, I'm thinking of Kevin De Bruyne. Like he's, he's always there for Belgium and stuff like that. And I think that's a semi-good semi idea for, for players that are motivated by money in the if you get told that you're not going to be able to play for your country ever again if you play in this Super League, maybe you look for a transfer. Yeah. If Dan, what do you think about that? Is that the best route to getting this prevented? Because without your best players, what, what's that league? It's... Well, I, I mean, it's not even, it's not even just that. Yeah, I think that that's that's really good. But I mean, if if FIFA are kicking them out of not just World Cup. I mean, they're talking about being banned from UEFA competitions. Ultimately, the Champions League still means a lot to players that are signing up to clubs. We, we were talking just last week about the reason uh, that Dortmund are in a difficult position with Haaland is because he'll want to play in the Champions League. It's a competition that he, he could break records in and is already well on track to do so. If you then take that a bargaining chip away from a potential transfer. To be fair, it'd be quite easy to break records in the European Super League. <laughs> what, against Every day that goes Arsett by, yeah. Arsenal? Harland sure? constantly record-breaking by every goal that he scored. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, well, I agree. And I, and, and I think that the na- national teams are very important, especially to to players from uh, on the mainland. But you got to look at Kevin. Obviously, is a big one. But then you look at uh, Ruben Dias. I think has already captained Portugal at some at some stage. I don't want. I don't think he wants to give that up. I'd be surprised actually if like Phil Foden wants to just scupper his chances at representing England. I mean, I know that he loves Man City and he's come through the youth system, but you've got to think of your career as a, as a whole and everything else. And I, I wonder if he's really that comfortable with just like, well, you know what? You, you can't do that anymore because somebody, your employer has essentially decided that for you. The, the only player that's we're safe with is I'm at Laporte. Can't get a game for France anyway, so <laughs> yeah. might as well stick and, around. And Ben Mendy, to be fair, because oh, no one's calling him up. <laughs> I, I did think so, it, it, it'd be interesting. I wonder what it was like in 1992 when the Premier League started. I, I wonder if there was, a, not obviously not the same, because it's, it's nowhere near the scope, but I wonder if there was these valid arguments against the Premier League back in 1992 when that was done. They definitely would have been in terms of the money, but it, it, it's not just the money, it's the anti-competitiveness, isn't it, of, of this one that sticks in everyone's craw. Yeah. And just just to go back to the players, do you think Kevin De Bruyne is signing that new contract with City if this all takes place two weeks earlier? No, I think he holds off to see if it collapses. I, I think I I don't think a lot of players will say. I think they'll have to offer them insane amounts of money, which is obviously what the whole thing's about. But I think you're going to see players on a million pound a week or to get it started, to, to make them forget about national teams, forget about the Champions League, I think you're going to have to see players on absolutely exorbitant amounts of money to keep them at the club. And like I say, for some of them, for people like Kevin, for people like Vinny when he was here, um, 
it's just not going to be enough considering you can make money and still play for your league, your national team. It's just, I think they're going to lose a lot of players and I think it'll be over before it begins and we'll, the, all the bridges will be burned. That's the fear, isn't it? You, you start up this this new idea, this money-making scheme, or it's rubbing hands together. What was that? <laughs> My phone <laughs> that, that, that just was, No, it was the European Super League hitting hard. The penny dropping. Like, it was the penny dropping. Oh, yeah. So you've got all that, and then, you know, if it all goes kaput, you, you have burnt every bridge, haven't you? What's your re- rebuilding process there? What's we already have, that? according to some people. We've, yeah. we've already fucked it. The players are obviously being told to stay silent on it. You haven't really heard anything from anybody. Apparently, Bruno Fernandes has weighed in on it, but I think he's just commented on a reply to one of the players um, from the Premier League's post. Uh, I think a Wolves player, Poditz, is it? Um, he's just replied to that, basically saying that dreams can't be bought. So I think that people are inferring into that a lot more, but players are keeping stuck for now fans definitely aren't though the backlash has been massive everywhere you know we were saying before that they don't obviously give a shit about fans or if they do then we're way further down on the pecking order there's nothing that fans can do basically is this to stop this from going ahead now no like because like you say it's not about getting like dan said uh, it's not about getting fans in the stadium anymore is it if they could get part of the term uh, it's, it's what I hate but if they can get plastics across the world paying a flat fee to to watch the best teams in Europe play best teams in the strongest inverted commas you could ever ever use uh, but if, if they can get all the money like I say it's, it's not about the fans so if, if it was ever about the fans and if the fans could ever stop it it wouldn't have started because that would have been your first thought but they don't care about the fans as is so Crawl well, back together and say we'll never watch it again, and it'll never, it won't, it won't make a difference. This protest going on outside of Ellen Road now ahead of their game. Um, I saw before that fans have stuck up a banner outside of Anfield as well, basically letting FSG know what they think of it. Um, so, very briefly, let's wrap up on the well, Super just, League because I'd quickly just add like. It, the 1894 group, you know, who organise all of this, the fl- flags in our stands, they should absolutely just make sure that all that shit's taken down. Like, yeah. and still this, because that, that it's, it's utterly shocking that, that, this, that this has actually come up. And again, I, I, sorry to reiterate, but it is genuinely, it's, it's hurtful uh, to know mm-hmm. this has all been, this has all been going on. Uh it, it, you truly feel let down. So we said fans are fickle. If the if the games are just a tenner, does everyone just forget about this and just accept it as the new normal and nothing changes? Everyone goes to the games anyway. I mean, I think you see it. Even the most convicted, uh, the fans with the most conviction, rather than the most convicted fans, um, even the fans with the most conviction, like when Arsenal was so dead set on getting Wenger out, they all still went to the game and cheered him on. Like you know, it's, it's not even remotely the same severity. But for some people, it's their life, isn't it? Like you, you buy your season ticket, you go to the game every weekend, you watch your club, you followed them for forty years. It's it's hard to just separate. Like you, you get people saying City should separate because of human rights abuses in the in the UAE, and Mansour's involved with that. And yeah. Like, well, I followed this club for twenty years, and I can't leave them because of that. I can't leave them because. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be watching football with a, with a heavy heart, definitely with much less interest if if this does happen, when this does happen, is what it seems to be. Um, I don't think I don't know if it's a case of fickleness. I think fickleness is is a bit of a mean spirited thing to imply. It, it's hopelessness, and and you're chained to a club like we're all. My dad supported this club. This is who I support. You know that that sort of thing. So it's not fickleness, it's just... Emotional blackmail. <laughs> yeah, basically. What can you do? And they know that. They know that you, that you can't just give it up. Daniel, the only one here with a season ticket. Are you renewing? Mate, uh, it, no. <laughs> no. 
no and also this this uh this whole 50 quid a game thing that's that i can't see anybody committing to those one-off those one-off 50 quid a games i think if they're going to get people invested in this they do have to do the sort of price reduction and that will probably play on people's uh as you say like allegiance this you know they're emotionally yeah. invested and attached and you know people will be wounded but i think reluctantly will go back to it and embrace old ways uh and you're probably right cam fickle might be mean-spirited but i think the problem is you get so many people being so vocal and so like oh this we're gonna make we're gonna make a change by you know um protesting with withholding our wallets but once that they renege on that after a fortnight that's where that starts yeah. that's where i think fickle comes from the big one you think of is like newcastle in it like they've been trying to get their order out for 10 years saying they'll withhold their wallets and they still fill st james's park every week so no, that's to feel sorry for City being quote unquote strong armed into this by the other lot of the big six when essentially what they'll be asking their fans to do is they'll be strong arming them into the grounds and to accept the Super League as a thing because you need to continue supporting your club but let's talk about what this means for the future because right now there's talk that teams could be deducted points they could be thrown out of the league City are on course to win the Premier League. That might not happen. I think at the very least, we'll definitely be thrown out of the Champions League. You can't allow any of the three teams, Madrid, City or uh, Chelsea, who've agreed to do this Super League thing. You can't allow them to then win the coveted Champions League, can you? So all of the moments that we've celebrated this season, the unbeaten streak, the Foden goal at Dortmund and the embrace with Pep, that's basically worthless if all of this just comes to nothing, right? Yeah, and actually the, the thing that I wanted to bring up, and and you've, you've just mentioned it there, what is Pep's reaction to this agreement? Is, I'll is, know. I, I, he'll, he'll have to tell the company line, won't he, about it? Like, His best mates are the ones in charge, yeah. aren't they? I'm just I saying think, yeah. he, he, he may, and well, I don't know, but if he, if he felt so strongly about it, is there a chance that he can sort of buy himself out of whatever his contract is? I mean, he's, he's a multimillionaire. He's not, he could absolutely break that if he felt so strongly. And this is a guy, you know, who's very, when, it, when his opinions are on an issue, he will create waves. I mean, the, I mean, it's a different thing, but the Catalonian independence thing, wasn't he? He was questioned for hours and hours for basically... <laughs> Uh, putting up a yeah. so I, I just wonder if uh, obviously football is a different thing but it is something that he's extremely passionate about and he does care about the Champions League as a competition like he's made no secret that he, it is something that he'd like to do when he's, he's it's an interesting thought that is I know I said Caldoun's following the money but we chased Pep for ages. He's been our most successful manager ever. He's, we wanted to stay as long as we can keep him. Do you reckon even that's taken into account by Caldoun when, when this decision's made? Like, if I do this, should I speak to Pep first about it? Or if I do do this and I don't speak to him, is he going to walk? Like, is this it worth is that? He's, very, he, he's a very shrewd businessman. So you've got a... a you'd have to assume that he'd considered every conceivable angle, every uh, conceivable knock-on effect of a decision. But I guess conceived isn't, isn't what I'm thinking. I'm, think, I'm thinking of cared. Well, like, is, it, is it that he's got to go sometime? But it's, so, so what's cared, the difference if it's now or then? But this is it, isn't it? Like, care, it, it, he, he only cares if it, if it is a serious detriment on... on the bottom line, I suppose the whole thing is about ensuring that money's coming in. Does losing Pep have enough? I, I have to imagine that Pep's quite a big part of our brand at the minute. He's certainly a big part of why we got quite a lucrative deal with like Puma. Apparently Puma weren't, they, okay, we'll sign an agreement with City, but Pep was a huge selling point. It's a huge selling point for getting players as well. Yeah, no, exactly. So, Huge, 
we're not yet at the stage where we've had a couple of players in the last couple of years say, I've always dreamed of playing for Man City because we've been good for 10 years. But we're certainly not at the point where we're getting players based on the club reputation. I think we're still trading on Pep's reputation and, you know, winning a few leagues rather than it being my dream was to play for Man City like it is with some other clubs. I wouldn't put too much stock into that. We've we've missed out on a lot of targets using the Pep brand thing. Like the the immediate ones that come to mind are Diong and um, the other chap who played at centre back who went to Juve. What was his name? Yeah, yeah. Jorginho. uh, (laughs) Like there's there's quite an extensive list there, but we we don't know what the repercussions of all of this are going to be. And part of me hopes that the worst possible case scenario happens just so that all yeah. of these conspirators, this cabal, they're just punished for it. Yeah, but, I'm with you. So we don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, maybe City have a game on Wednesday. Maybe we don't. Maybe we win the league. Maybe we uh, get points deducted, we get thrown out, but we're going to meaninglessly review the Aston Villa game anyway after this short break. We may be fans of the best team in the land and all the world, but sometimes life isn't always great for everyone. You can make life a little bit better for someone else by donating to your local food bank. Visit MCFC Food Bank on Twitter for more information and for their GoFundMe link. And we're back. So we're going to preview the Aston Villa game to come. Villa's last five results, uh, they've won one, drawn two, and lost two, not necessarily in that order because they forgot to do it in that order. So they've dropped form recently. They're not as good as they were. They're not really competing for the what would be the European places. Again, who knows where the fuck that's going now. But what do you guys think of Aston Villa? Are you worried about this? Is the Premier League still sewn up for you? Well, I think the the only I think the question mark over it is do we get do we have Kevin De Bruyne on side or not? Obviously missing him is is always a a a big worry, but then you look at actually probably our best run of this season, it kind of falls without him. So uh I think really we should be looking at uh the, the strength and depth that we do have. I don't think we should be fearing Aston Villa, but we also shouldn't just take it as an easy win. Shouldn't take anything for granted. Obviously, Villa are having, by all accounts, by their standards, a very good season, and they do have tools to to hurt us. Uh, but we should be confident going into that, really, I would have thought. I've thought that quite often recently, and we've been pretty poor. So, like I keep saying every week, be poor for about 70 minutes and just no penetration and then most of the time we managed to score a couple of goals it just didn't happen against Leeds so I don't know and you, maybe this whole thing has a knock-on effect on the players as well I'm not confident I'll tell you that um, I'm still going to predict that we're going to win because we don't do anything else <laughs> but um, I'm not confident that, that it's going to be at the very least a good game <laughs> I think it's just going to be the same as always 70 minutes of doing nothing and then Phil Foden maybe comes on and runs about a bit for 20 minutes and then that's that's the run of the game but I'm not I'm not feeling too confident about it well we'll do our predicted 11s I'll go first I was and still am confused about what the lineup for this is going to be you would have thought that maybe a similar lineup to the Chelsea game would start thinking about the Carabao Cup final at the weekend if that goes ahead and then you've got the Champions League right after so do some of our more important players need resting but I've kind of gone for a mix of rotation here in fact no I haven't it's basically just a completely different style <laughs> so I'll go through exactly, it. So it? he is because it oh, wouldn't okay. be a Richard predicted <laughs> 11 without Nathan Ake at this point <laughs> He's starting for me every single game. It was my <laughs> captain this side, De Bruyne out. So we've got Edison in net. I'm going for a back four of Walker, Stones, Nathan Ake and Oleks Jinchenko. 
In midfield, I think it's going to be the best three we've got available, Rodri, Gundogan and Bernardo. And then in the forward line, I've got Raid, Mares, and Phil Foden. And I actually think the only player who's going to be played at Wembley that's going to stay in the side, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Which, considering know. what a bad game he had against Chelsea. That, that pronunciation of Raheem Mares there. <laughs> Who's that? Raid Mara. Is that from the original uh, Algerian? <laughs> I was that desperate to talk about Sterling that I was uh, <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself. You have to be careful. You you're already known as a racist against Algerians all over Twitter. <laughs> you be careful with your pronunciations. Dan, it's your first predicted lineup uh, for the Etihad table. Nobody's ever scored any points on a lineup, Dan. So no, I I, no I, I probably expect not to because I, I I'm sure I've got this wrong. But I'm going to go with Big Ed uh, in in that. Then I'm going to go Cancelo, Diaz, Laporte, and then a makeshift left back in Ake. I wonder if he's going to do that. Classic Richard move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to have Ferner as a holding midfielder, Gundo and Bernardo uh, as free eights, and then Ferran, Gabby, and Sterling. Because I think that with an eye on a, a a final, even though it of of the four, obviously we've been knocked out of one of the competitions, but I think that he'll want to get that that one, and I think he will try and rest. Mares, who's had an awful lot of game time, but who knows? I nice. really hope you're wrong with that foot front three, but I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, Cam, I, what's yours, mate? I um, I think I'm basically a mix of you guys. <laughs> I was going to um, say ours was quite wildly different. It was yeah. only um, three players that we picked the same there, Dan. So basically, um, and I did type this out just before you guys said it, so I'm not just copying. I'm basically taking your defence and attack, Richard, and putting in Dan's midfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've got Edison, Walker, uh, Stones, Ake, Zinchenko, Fernandinho, uh, Gundo, Bernardo, and then Mares, Foden, and Sterling. Nice, nice. So, so we've got the one player different there, Fernandinho in the centre of the pitch for you, Cam. Uh, James will say- be yeah. James will be submitting a, a lineup, I believe. Um, that'll be going up on Twitter. Um, it's going to be made up of like Liam Delap and, <laughs> and <laughs> random players that never play, just so we can actually get a team up. It's Mate, I'd love to see it actually. I'd yeah, love to yeah, see exactly. it. I'd watch it. I'd love it. <laughs> I'll accept that. And we'll do predicted score and scorers as well. I'm going to go for Gundogan to score, and it's going to be a one 0 City win. Dan, what do you think, mate? Uh, I will go with 2-0. Based on my lineup. Uh Ake's uh, probably best to score from that lineup. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a, a Laporte header and a Fernandinho Long Ranger. <laughs> Just a hit Very and hold. specific. <laughs> yeah. Well I like you know, it. Well, if, if if that comes off, maybe you get two points for them. Oh, you got for Laporte and Fernandinho. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, I'm willing to go with that. All right. Um, <laughs> special bet there. We're not on one of them for a while. Um, <laughs> I wanted Gundo, you twat. I think I've been predicting him for like the last three weeks. I'm going to go Riyad. Uh, and I wanted 1 0, so I guess I'm going to have to go 2 1. Do you mean what What was it? It was Riyad, wasn't it? Raid Mahrez. Raid Mahrez, thank you. <laughs> And Cam, are you going to predict every scorer for, for yours as well? <laughs> Including I'm too far behind. I, I don't have the luxury of not being in negative points. So, <laughs> so no. Nice one. All right. So we'll wrap things up there. Anything else that you guys want to talk about? I say that no. as a no. <laughs> Where do you think Moonchester stands on this new European Super Even if you get his P45. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you can join Gunasaurus in the uh, job centre. <laughs> so I go through how the Etihad's table looks, but it looks no different because I didn't award or take away any points for this. We got caught up with all of the 
Super League chat. Uh, what I would say is just had a notification through from work. Not sure how legit it is, but apparently UEFA are going to make a decision on whether or not to throw out the three Super League teams on Friday. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But it's, it's definitely not looking good for Manchester City Football Club. It's not with Cameron either because I'm fourth now in our table. <laughs> Mate, I just made a, a very specific gamble on goal scorer, so I imagine that I'll plummet fast. <laughs> Maybe after your first appearance, you'll be top of the table after, uh, after the Villa game if it goes ahead. If you want us to discuss anything other than the Super League chat, send your questions into at Topical City Pod. All right, guys, thanks a lot for coming. Dan, thanks for uh, making your debut today. Been fun having you on. No, pleasure, mate. Uh, unfortunately, not enough uh, conversation about the topic I actually care about, but <laughs> alas. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually, hopefully. Maybe. One day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. Sunji, bye. Sunji, bye. Sunji, bye. Yeah, so um, Chelsea said the UEFA executive committee members expect Chelsea, Real Madrid and Manchester City to be kicked out of this season's Champions League on Friday. Can't really blame them, can you? What a shower of fun. No, well, exactly, yeah, if you decide to quit the competition. You've got to imagine that it's quite a recent event, because why would would we have fought UEFA so hard if we were just going to bow out of their competition? Just trash. Yeah, well, it, that, that that sort of thing does reek then of maybe City have been dragged uh, to this, kicking and screaming a little bit, and, and ultimately they've just gone, what's worth more to us not getting in on it, cashing in on this? Or, but if we get thrown out of all of the stuff that we've done this season, then there's your answer. Yeah. Dickheads. It is, oh yeah, it's just, it's just awful, isn't it? Because I, I can't, I keep trying not to be so, I, I'm trying to sort of take my emotion out of it, but even without it, I, I just, I just reject, I reject it wholesale. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, it was, it was actually more fun than I thought it was going to be talking through it. At least it helped me process some of this stuff so I can now go and enjoy the rest of my evening. I think I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode and just... <laughs> Wake up to whatever's happened. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I dread to think what we might wake well, up maybe, to. Well, maybe we'll have a cup final to celebrate on the next one. That'll get taken off us. Uh, <laughs> Carabao energy drinks cannot support <laughs> the behaviour yeah, yeah. of our most decorated champions. At least we don't have a sponsor that can pull out because of the public backlash, whereas <laughs> you don't know how that might work for any of the other teams. Well, I'll tell you, actually, that, that's something, though, isn't it, with the UEFA thing? like they, They're potentially uh, eliminating two of their most decorated uh, teams in terms of historical achievement in Real Madrid and Liverpool. Like... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have thought that, that you'd find Real Madrid in a, a situation like that. But, uh, God. Here we are, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, of all of them, I would have probably said that it would have been City through shit at UEFA. But um, I think what you were saying before, like if, if they'd gone against them at the point that the financial fair play thing was looking more dire before we took them through the courts, then, yeah, I could completely see this as being a, a, a contingency that they might have considered. But having come out of that with, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm just at a loss for words, really. Yeah, just can't see. There's no sense to it. There's absolutely no common sense to it there's definitely financial sense to it but there's just no common sense to it whatsoever well because going into this money it was a lot of like is this like a bargaining chip but as as time's going on and there's just it just it's becoming much much less likely and increasingly 
increasingly yeah i don't know it's just it's very it's so disappointing and it's gutting mate it does feel exactly like that uefa ban to me like yeah. that's the only thing i can compare it to where your heart sort of just sinks and you think like well all of the it's not just that it's like all of the memories that we've got of this season and the city have just put a fucking thing up on twitter about we can do a league quick clean sweep or something like that. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? We, there's people are talking about throwing you out of the champions league and deducting points and shit. And you've not put any, any of your own statement out about any of this shit. They're not going just... to, because there's nothing that, that they can say, because we know what, what has informed the decision. So whatever statement you make, it, it's, it's going to be transparent, isn't it? It is about it is about money, and in terms of PR, you can't really make that look good. There's just no way yeah. of doing it. The sport no, that you all not. love and that you've grown up with, and a team that you look well, none of that matters now because this is about a board <laughs> and making sure that that board it, it gets returns on its investment. Well, it. <laughs> listen to uh if you get listen to Stefan and Aeson's chat from um 9320 mate because I was just listening to it before this. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so spot on with all of the stuff that they that they go through there, like the reasons behind it, like all of the all of that, but I think you we'll see what obviously we've got to wait and see what all of the consequences are of it because you can only really see what it's worth. After that, I'm going to go anyway before I start getting all worked up again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no all right. Thanks. Thanks. No, nice one, guys. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you Speak later. Speak to you soon. Yeah.